Open up your Bibles. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 139, I'm going to begin in verse 7. I can never escape from your, pre- from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he's always there. The presence of the Lord is so real and is so available. We're not called to live a life of normalcy. We're not called to live a life of just religion, tradition. We're called to live a life with the very presence of God with us and wherever we are at. His presence makes all the difference. It changes everything. When I share a message and I speak a word, you know, I might be able to say a couple of jokes here and there, or I might be able to share a story, but none of that matters if the presence of God is not there. I'm not a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ without his presence. His presence empowers me. His presence is what changes everything around me. I need the presence of the Holy Ghost, the very presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we as a people, we have to desire his presence. We have to desire his presence. Not We don't want to just do the works of God. We want the Holy Ghost to do his works through us. Amen. You need the presence of the Lord. What makes your life different is God's presence. You can say you're saved all you want, but if the presence of God is not upon your life, you're just, you're, you're using words instead of, The real thing. The presence of God makes all the difference. Amen. There was a time we were, we were ministering to, to the children and to the youth and we had these big parties that we invite people to come and, and I decided, you know, we're going to do things different. Instead of me preaching and leading people to Christ, we were going to give the power to those that were registering the people that they just fill out a little survey. And, and as they fill out the survey, it actually brought people to Christ and talked to them about giving their life to the Lord. And, you know, do you know if you died today, would you be welcome in the, into the presence of God? And, and as they read it, it led them to Christ. And, and I was wondering, does this really work? You know, can someone get saved just reading this little pamphlet and filling out the questionnaires? We did the first week and it was really great. The second week there was this group of, of, of young ladies that showed up and, and they saw me and they, and they came up to me and said, you're the pastor, right? And I said, yes. And they said, pastor, do we, do we have to do the registration again? And I said, yes. And they said, we don't want to. Why not? And they pointed to one of the, the, the young men that was doing the registration and they said, he burned us. What do you mean he burned you? Yes, when he was praying for us, his hand was so hot that it, we felt like if it was burning us. It was God that was working through that young man. God was just showing me that the anointing of God was upon him. I, thought, I looked at those, those ladies, I said, no, you go back over there. 
Amen. We serve a supernatural God. And the Holy Spirit has a presence. And when his presence shows up, everything changes. When the people of God were being persecuted, they did not pray for deliverance. They began to pray for boldness to preach. And the Bible says as they began to pray for boldness to preach, the very place that they were at began to shake. What was happening? The presence of God was there shaking the place, revealing to them that there's more power with them than those that are persecuting them. If his presence is there, you're good. I've gone to the farthest places of the world. I've been in places where nobody, no one you know would ever go. I've been in life and death situations. And I could tell you every single time God's presence was there and I had, pe I had peace that went beyond all understanding. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, the pres his presence makes the difference. This is the time for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This is not a time for your creative words and your, your articulation. Thank God for those things. But without the presence of God, it's just words. It's just an argument. That's why most, uh, many believers are running away from God. They call it deconstructing faith. Why are they deconstructing faith? Because it was never built upon the power of God. Their faith was in the wisdom of man, but not in the power of God. But when the presence of God is upon your life, everything is going to be about God's power, God's presence, God's anointing. Amen. We need the presence of the Lord in everything that we do. In everything that we do. Hallelujah. And his presence is not far off. His presence is available for every single one of us. If you cry out to God and seek him, his presence will be there. Hallelujah. How would you like to know that wherever you go, whatever you do, God is with you? How many want that? Wherever I go, whatever I do, God is with me. And so if God is the one, if the spirit of God is leading me, his presence should be there wherever I'm at. If I'm believing God for a new work, Lord, thank you, Lord, that you go before me, that you open up doors that no man can shut. I thank you, Lord, that your favor is upon my life. And Lord, when I walk in there, thank you, Holy Spirit, that your presence is there with me. And so I walk in there and confident, not intimidated by anybody or anything that I see. I know that God's presence is with me. And if God is for me, who could be against me? If the door is shut, it's because God wanted it shut. But if the door is open, it's because the Lord is the one that knocked it open for you. I'm just going to walk in his presence. I'm not going to worry about those things. Yes, it's important that you prepare and you do what you're supposed to do. Whenever you are, if you're teaching or speaking, whatever it is, you do what you do. But when all said and done, his presence makes the difference. It's all about his presence. The presence of the Lord. If you're not anointed by the Holy Ghost, if the presence of God is upon you, is not upon you. You can have your opinion, you can have your wisdom, but it's limited to what this, what, what this world knows. We serve a supernatural God. We know, we serve a God that has already ordered our steps, that has already gone into our tomorrow. And so why would I want to know what man has to say when God has already spoken to me about what he is going to do in my life? That's why I can stand strong in the face of adversity. I can speak words of faith in, in spite of what I see because I know what God spoke to me because I spent time with him. I heard from him and the things that I'm doing, I'm just living the life that he's called me to live out before him. Half the staff thinks I'm crazy. 
They've been with me long enough, now they know that I'm crazy. But they know that what I'm speaking, I speak the things of the Lord. When we organize things and we go forward and I'm, I'm just sensitive. I'm, this is of God. We're going to do it this way. We're going to follow his ways. We're going to do what, what God called us to do. And, and it's going to be a blessing. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is going to do it. That's why we could, you know, we're going to build something. Well, how much does it cost? I don't know. Where are you going to get the money from? God's going to provide. Well, pastor, you should have chicken sales. No, no chickens that were sacrificed for the building of this church. We're going to pray it in, believe God. Do you know how many times God told me he was going to do something? And I looked and I said, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen. And God just said, look, I'm, I'm your source. I'm your supply. And so I, I, didn't, I didn't even look at the number. I just... I went before the Lord and I said, thank you, Lord. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Because the Holy Ghost told me, amen. Look at your neighbors. The Holy Ghost speaks. The Holy Ghost told me. So I'm just speaking what the Holy Ghost speaks to me. You know how many times people came into this church? People didn't even go to this church. They came into church with tears in their eyes. We were over there and the Lord spoke to us to come here and to give this. And it was exactly what we need to do what God called us to do. Don't you understand that your life is on a time limit? You're only going to be here for a short period of time. 120 years, the longest. I don't want to be here 120 years. I love you, but I don't love you that much. I'm going to live a long, full life, but then I'm going to, when my race is over, I'm going to go and, and, and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Amen. God has so much invested in you. The blood of Jesus was paid for your salvation. He has put his spirit on the inside of you to raise you up and to teach you how to walk, talk, and be like him. The spirit of the Father is raising us up from the inside. But then he puts his Holy Spirit upon you to anoint you with power to do the work of the Lord, to win the lost and, and to save souls and to change this world for the glory of God. More has been invested in you than all the wealth of this world. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You are heavenly people. You are not from this world. You might be in this world, but you're not of this world. The Bible calls you a, 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 a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Amen. That's your identity. You are not lost. You are the sons of God. The Bible says all creation is yearning for the revealing of the sons of God. The world is waiting for you. They're still crying out, we need a son of God to come and set us free. And Jesus sends you in his name. That's why you can't look at your life as just, oh, I'm just from San Benito, Texas. No. Your name is written in heaven. You are an ambassador of God. You represent the kingdom of God in this world. 
and the kingdom of heaven will back you up with power. If you need angels, the angels are there. The Bible says they're ministering servants unto the heirs of righteousness. That's me and that's you. Amen. The Bible says we are seated in heavenly places, places with Christ Jesus. You are not insignificant. You are not small potatoes. You are royalty. You are God's own people. The greater one lives on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You are his house. The one that created everything is on the inside of you. You got power on the inside of you. But the farther you keep yourself away from his presence, the more you will see yourself not like God has called you to be. You'll see yourself, oh, I'm just a normal person. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Kevin from San Benito, Texas. I thank God for San Benito, Texas, but San Benito, Texas, that's just a place. That's just a city. I didn't, I'm not from San Benito, Texas. I'm from the kingdom of heaven. And my job is to receive the anointing of the Holy Ghost to change San Benito, Texas. So if there's a problem in this community, it's not the fireman's fault. It's not the police officer's fault. It's not the mayor's fault. It's the house of, it's the people of God's fault. Because we are anointed to change this world, world by the word of God. The Holy Ghost has anointed us with power. He has put his presence upon us. He has put his word inside our mouth so that this world could be changed for the glory of God. Do you believe that? And in everything you do, let the Holy Ghost lead. Let his presence be the one that brings you there. Amen. I'm always searching for the presence of God. I go into a place. I'm just, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I'm worshiping God. Why? Because when I begin to worship the Lord, I'm changing my, I'm, I'm redirecting my heart to the very presence of God. I'm calling out to the Lord because I'm, I'm, I'm cultivating my heart for God's presence to come upon me. Amen. That's why worship is so important because when I work, you can't worship physically. You worship spiritually. It's the heart that cries out to God. You know, if you come to church and they say, lift up your hands and worship God. I worship you, God. That's not worship. That's going through the actions. But when you worship God, it's beyond what you feel. No, this is my time. I get to minister to the Lord. I'm turning my affections back to God. I'm going to thank him for what he's done for me. Lord, I worship you. I give you the glory, the honor. Holy are you, Lord Jesus. Even when I don't feel like doing it, but I begin to set in that direction, the Holy Spirit begins to help me to worship the Lord. And as the Holy Spirit begins to help me to worship the Lord, I begin to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Love and gratitude begins to pour out from my heart. And when love and gratitude begins to pour out from my heart, I enter deeper, deeper into his presence. And then I kind of get lost in there and new songs be begin to rise up inside my heart. You know, that's why I, I could be, I could sing the song, you know, and I'm, I'm singing and I'm worshiping. And next thing you know, I, I begin to sing a new song. 
or I break out just speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. I glorify your name. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. You are all I need. I worship you, Lord. You are all I need. I glorify you, Lord Jesus. You are all I need. I begin to worship the Lord. I begin to pour out my heart before God. And I begin to enjoy Jesus because he's enjoying me. I've entered into true worship. And, and it's impossible to enter into true worship without joy beginning to bubble up. You know, and that's why I know when the, when the worship has gone over to the next level, I start joy, I start just peace and joy. And sometimes you, you'll see your friend crying and you guys, why are you crying? I'm happy. I've had people come to me, Pastor, I don't understand. Every time I come to church, I cry. But I don't want to stop crying. It's because the Lord's healing and restoring your life. He's cleansing you. You have to seek God in everything. And you have to seek his face, his presence. It changes your life. Someone says, well, I'm just going to study more. Studying will not change you. Well, I'm just going to pray more. Thank God for prayer. But prayer without his presence is a, it's a, a walk to nowhere. Amen. Amen. I need the presence of God. I didn't come to church to just hear Pastor Kevin. I came to experience the presence of the Lord. I want the Holy Ghost to touch me. I want, I want, I want God to, to, to change me. And when you open up your heart for the presence of God, everything, the Lord begins to pull those things out that need to be pulled out and puts those things in that need to be put in. When I was young, there was a service and the great man of God was ministering and people were laid out all over the church. And I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm, I've never seen this before. And I was maybe about six years old. And the minister began to say, you know, if you just welcome the Holy Spirit, he'll come. And, and I'm watching, observing. And that evening I was by myself in my room and I, I spoke to God. I said, God, if you're real, I want you to touch me the way you touched them. And in the middle of the night, the Holy Spirit walked in, and I had an encounter with God. It was my very first real encounter with God. I knew that this was different. This was the Spirit of God touching my life. As I began to, to get older, just the way everybody else, the cares and the concerns and the responsibilities of life, I began, you know, it was not about God. I was trying to fix my life. I was trying to be what I wanted to be. Went to high school. I graduated from high school not knowing what my life was going to be, and I had all this confusion. And, and one of the, the, the times that is very difficult is when a person graduates from high school but still doesn't know what they want to do with their life. And I had opportunities to go to school and do what, those things, but I, I, I had to make a decision. And, you know, before, you know, my mom said, get out of bed, you go to school. Now I didn't have to get out of bed and go to school. And this was a weighted, I knew I was going to have to make a decision, and and... It was heavy on my shoulders. So, you know, thank God I had the keys to the church. So I came to the church and I was all by myself. And I began to worship God. And I just began to crowd to God. I said, Holy Ghost, I, I don't know what to do, but I need you. And I felt the Holy Ghost walk 
behind me. I had my hands up like this. And as the Holy Spirit walked behind me, I felt his arms of love wrap over me. It was so real that as I had my hands up and he embraced me, I literally just kind of went into his embrace. And then everything that was weighted on my shoulders and in my heart was lifted off. I did not know what I was going to do or how it was going to happen. But I did know this, that whatever decision I was going to make, that God was the one that was making that decision for me. That he was with me. Later on, my father had passed away and I'm trying to figure out what, where I'm at, where I'm at, what else is going to happen in my life. And God began to put this hunger and desire inside of me to be a minister of the gospel. And I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I need, I need the Holy Ghost. You know, if I'm going to be a minister of the gospel, I'm not just going to be a minister of the gospel and, and, and have a title. I want the real thing. I want to be able to lay hands on the sick and, and see them recover. I want to be able to cast out devils. I want to see the anointing of God demonstrating the glory of God revealed. I want the real thing. We didn't come to, to play church. We are the church. When someone is looking for Jesus, they should be able to find Jesus. He's not dead. He's still alive. He still sets the captives free. Do you believe that, church? And that's what we wanted. We want that. We want the anointing of the Holy Ghost. But I, I, I knew I needed the real thing. Not a counterfeit, not a fake. I need the real And one night in the hotel room, the Holy Spirit baptized me, began to speak with tongues, and I knew I had the real thing. Oh, it's dangerous when a man or a woman of God know who they are and knows the power of God. I knew the power of God. I knew I didn't have it. But once the Holy Ghost came upon me, I knew I had it. I began looking for the devil. Where are you? And he's not very hard to find. I began to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I began to minister to people. Before that, I used to run away from devils. One time, I was working in the back over here as an editor for my father. A man shows up in the middle of the night, knocking on the door. My friend knocks. He says, Kevin, there's a guy outside. He says he has a devil. He wants you to cast it out. I looked at the door and made sure that it was locked. I said, come back Sunday when Pastor Carlos is preaching. But once I had the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I began to look for devils. You know, there's a whole saying, you know, when you got a hammer, everything's a nail. When now that I know I have the Holy Ghost, anybody, if you got a sniffle, come over here. Come over, come over here. We're going to pray. Amen. And every, every day, I seek after him. I seek after The Bible says that, that, that his blessings are renewed every morning. That's why I pray every day. Because there's new blessings that God wants me to step in. There's new words that he has for me. There's new experiences that, that are available to me. 
I'm seeking his face. I'm desiring him more and more. I've grown. I'm being changed by his glory. Amen. Some people won't understand everything that the Lord is doing in my life, but that's okay. You're not me. All I can tell you is when the Lord leads me in a certain direction, you might not understand it, but I know it's God. Can you be faithful to the word of the Lord? If the Lord tells you to do something, will you, can you be faithful with that? If the spirit of God is leading you in a direction, can you be faithful to follow him? But pastor, you know, other people do it a different way. Yes, but this is not about other people. This is between you and God. Are you faithful to follow the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit? There are times the Lord tells me to do something. I'm like, God, that's not, God, no. But, you know, he doesn't change his mind. Amen. Tell your neighbor, God doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change his mind. He has a plan and and he's leading me to it. I went to probably the largest church I ever preached in. It was in Lagos, Nigeria on the beach. Huge church, huge ministry. And the Lord tells me, don't preach. Tell them to repent. I'm thinking, God, this is my first time here. We could pray and see miracles. Just the night before, we had, there's one man I prayed for the night before. He had a gorder the size of a, of a softball on the side of his neck. And as we began to minister to him, that thing just disintegrated and he was completely healed. I mean, miracle after miracle, wonder after wonder, sign after sign, where people were all of God and they, they love God. And I'm thinking, yes, now we're going to see a breakout in this place. And God says, don't preach. I'm thinking, Lord, I love you. So I just told them exactly what the Lord told me to say. And I did exactly what the Lord told me to do. We left the place and all the ministers are looking at me, man, this guy didn't even preach. And the Lord tells me, he says, I just want you to be faithful. Here's the thing about being anointed. You will always be different. You will always be different. You can't compare me to you or other ministers. I've been invited to go into places where I I, I was on TBN. And when I was there, they were going to get ready to, to, to interview me. But all the other pastors, they didn't carry what I carried. It was a big party before they interviewed me. They were all buddies and, oh, I love you. God bless you. God's doing a great thing. It was great interviews. But when I sat in there, they scattered. And I began to talk about the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The lights literally went off in the place. And then the glory of God came in, filled that place. And I began to minister and pray for the sick. And the Lord began to heal the people. I don't want... What good is fame? What good is fame? All it it adds is criticism. That's all it does. All it adds is criticism. It weighs you down. And whatever you do to get fame, you got to keep on running through... You have to keep on jumping through that hoop. I don't... 
I'm not called to be famous. I'm called to make him famous. Amen. But the same Holy Ghost that operates on my life is the same Holy Ghost that can operate on your life. If you will pursue his presence. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I feel the anointing of God in this place. The spirit of God wants to come upon you today. Hallelujah. There has to be a hunger and a desire and a desperation for God. Many people come to God. I just need an answer from the Lord. God doesn't just want to give you an answer. He wants to give you him. If you have him, you got all the answers. You got all the answers because it doesn't matter what you're going through. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. It doesn't matter how dark and how how deep uh, that, that, that pit you might be in. God will be in that pit with you. I just need his presence. Hallelujah. His presence makes the difference. And we forget about that. We're trying to do religion Try to, trying to, oh, I got to pray. I got to, I got to, look, stop it all. Amen. I just need to spend time with him. Amen. The Bible says, if you will seek him, you will find him when you search for him with all your heart. Amen. Everybody loves, oh, he gives me a hope in a future. Yes, but then the next scripture, if you will seek him. You will find him when you search for him with all your heart. I need him. I need him. I desire him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And his presence comes. He gives answers. He changes our hearts. He reveals the glory of God to us. Hallelujah. Everybody say his presence. And the way you approach the Lord is so important. You approach the Lord with reverence. He's holy. He's still the Holy Spirit. That's why confessing our sins and Pleading the blood of Jesus over our life is important. Recognizing that he's holy. So I need him to cleanse me and make me holy. That's why I come before the Lord. Father, forgive me. If I know I did something, Lord, I thank you that you cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And then I begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, I worship you. I glorify you. You are worthy of all the praise, the glory, the honor. Holy are you, Lord. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. There's none like you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. And as I begin to welcome the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God begins to come. But he doesn't just come just for that moment. He, he, you, you feel him. The Holy Ghost loves to touch you feel the weight of his glory upon you. And then he begins to direct your spirit, direct your heart. There are times I'll be praying where I'll start off with my hands lifted up, standing up. Next thing you know, I find myself dancing. Next thing you know, I'm on, on my knees. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm on my face. But all this is because the Holy Ghost is moving me.
and through that intimacy I have with God, then there's a time that the Lord releases me where I could get up and I could go about doing what God's called me to do throughout the day. And I'll be, I'll be walking and the Lord will stop me. And he'll show me and give me direction. Many times I don't know everything. I just know I'm supposed to do something. Or he'll put someone in my heart. There are times I'll, I'll tell Veronica, Veronica, call this person. Find out how they're doing. And it's all because the Holy Spirit wants to minister to others through us. Hallelujah. And wherever we... Whatever he calls us to do, as we're faithful, it always releases glory. Always releases glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 